Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is B of C Live for Thursday, June 4th, 2020. We are in solidarity with those that seek justice and reform. People of color have been mistreated and justice carried out unequally or not at all for far too long. This is true on the cannabis front and it is true in larger society overall. We believe that black lives matter. Yesterday, we referred you to a piece written by in the National Post by Von Mala Submarinium. Uh, before you declare Canada is not a racist country, do your homework. We encourage you to read that. We will also be sharing works that we have found meaning and purpose from through our social channels as well as here. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the business of cannabis since 2017 through our web, social, video, and podcast channels, as well as our real world and virtual events. We've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. Uh, we have an upcoming conversation with Badir Valkersel, uh, who is the Director of Retail Operations at Shiny Bud. We look forward to that conversation, so stay tuned for that. But first, this is Thursday, and Thursday is when we share the job of the week here at Business of Cannabis. And the job of the week this week provided by and partnership with the can uh, folks at Cannabis at Work is a Director of Project Management Office in Kelowna, B.C., Cannabis at Work is recruiting for a newly created role, Director of Project Management Office. The director will have the responsibility of orchestrating and planning and execution of a global leaders in the end-to-end -end development and manufacture of innovative cannabinoid-based project portfolios. They will lead multiple extraction, formulation, product development, and testing and expansion-related projects to and in order to bring, provide, uh, provide purposeful cannabis to the people. Uh, this leader will understand the context of the organization in which they're operating in a broader perspective and all the changes that take place outside the realm of the operational area day-to-day -day operations. So take a look at that on our website and at Cannabis at Work if that sounds like you. On Monday, we announced an ongoing partnership with CanDelta, a cannabis regulatory and science advisory firm. They have become our official regulatory advisor at Business of Cannabis. Every week, we encourage you, our audience, to pose questions to the CanDelta team through our Ask the Experts segment of BFC Live. Those will air on Monday. We'll get one question answered every week, so get those in through social tag Business of Cannabis. Our sister publication, Report on Psychedelics, has been crushing it. They have two new podcasts out this week. One is the weekly briefing showing all the things happening in the, in the psychedelic space and a conversation with Dylan Bynan, who is the CEO of Mind Bloom out of New York City. Last week, they also held a webinar where they discussed the complicated journey a drug must take to get to market, and, and as well, uh, Q&A on that front. It's an important conversation to be aware of as well. Thank you, as always, to the Neo Exchange for their support of Report on Psychedelics. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you to our partners, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, now Can Delta and BDSA for their ongoing support of all things business of cannabis. Now, this conversation with Badir Valcarcel uh, of Shiny Bud. Enjoy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jay. Uh, so it's an auspicious time to open a business. You guys have been open. You're going to tell me exactly, but it's been a couple of months and you were at Weston Road in the 401. Tell me briefly how things are going. Big picture. 
Well, big picture, uh, again, I think with, uh, with the state of emergency in the province of Ontario, um, uh, we've been basically staying afloat, um, which I think is happening for most retailers at this point. Um, thankfully, uh, the government uh, was able to give us the, uh, the opportunity to do curbside uh, and delivery. Um, and again, they've actually extended for another 10 days past the May 29th uh, deadline uh, that they gave us initially. Uh, when we reopened our doors. Um, and so again, it's, it gives us that opportunity to get our stuff to, uh, and service our customers uh, accordingly, right? So um, again, uh, I think they did a great job in terms of giving us this access uh, to these channels. Uh, and I think uh, moving forward, we just need to focus on how we can keep these uh, new channels in place. Yeah, so. and I think that's, that's partly sort of operational from a business perspective government affairs from a different perspective like it it is sort of this this uh, industry-wide push to keep them in place because Correct. it's how and, and I guess uh, we had a conversation with someone I would say two months ago as this thing sort of happened and she was suggesting that when when um, challenges like this arise where buying or purchasing habits change dramatically it actually is allowing the cannabis industry to catch up to where the rest of the world how they buy things like exactly so, so exactly I know, I know you guys are behind the Best Buy uh, at Western Road of the 401 like people have been buying electronics a whole variety of ways, right? They yes. go online, they buy it, they get it delivered to their door, they buy it and pick it up in store, they go into the store. All these things are not abnormal in many, many sectors. Um, and now it's actually gonna be abnormal because it's now in cannabis too, right? And Correct. talk about how consumers, because you had the challenge of getting people into your store initially, then having them find you online, having them buy product and, re and sort of update themselves about how they're gonna find their things. But how are consumers finding the process and do they, are consumers asking for this to stay the status quo? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, I think in terms of uh, consumer, uh, I guess consumer acceptance or consumer adoption, uh, it's been pretty pretty organic to be honest with you. Uh, only because of the fact that what you alluded to earlier is that you know through all the different uh, in all the different sectors, they're already accustomed to. I guess the the luxury or the convenience of ordering online, uh, as well as even delivery. Um, you know, we we recently saw the government allow um, the restaurants start uh, to start to do a curbside uh, de and delivery for alcohol, yeah. uh, and I think that was huge for us. And in in swinging the AGCO to give us that, uh, I guess that uh, ability as well, right? Uh, and so I think customers uh, were expecting it anyway. Uh, or it would have been an expectation. Uh, and I'm happy to say that, uh, you know, we were able to at least fulfill that expectation, uh, especially during this, uh, this crisis right now, right? So, yeah. uh, and again, focus for us right now, uh, and I think it should be a joint effort or collaborative effort across the industry is that we all need to work together to, to, to ensure that we can keep these channels in place. Yeah, I wanna ask a specific question to you guys, which is the shopping center in which you're in. Right? Yeah. There's, there's, uh, traditional big box, there's, you know, it's a shopping center. Mm -hmm. um, how, how have the neighbors yeah. been, I would say commercial neighbors, been yeah. relative, you know, as you're setting up, as they knew you were moving in, as now you're there. Yeah. And, and I guess it hasn't been a ton of time, it's been sort of status quo, but how, 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 how receptive were they to you moving in and how receptive are they to you guys now? Well, so so here's the thing. The the surprisingly the the anchor tenant in the in the plaza or the complex itself, I think we've got a series of anchor tenants here. Uh, you know, we've got a Best Buy, we've got a Canadian Tire, um, but specifically we've got the third busiest LCBO in Ontario. Actually, I think it ranges anywhere between two and three in terms of ranking for sales volume. 
um, but we do have one of the busiest uh, LCBOs in all of Ontario. Uh, and this specific uh, shopping center is actually the gateway to cottage country. Um, which is actually one of the reasons why we strategically chose this spot is because we know that during, uh, you know, summertime, this is going to be the hot spot. Um, and so in terms of uh, receptiveness from the actual neighbors in the, in the plaza, uh, they've been actually very warm and welcoming, to be honest with you. Um, it was actually a nice surprise for us. Uh, we've got uh, a dollar store next door. Uh, we've got an all-you-can-eat sushi place uh, pretty much beside us as well. Um, so, you know, the munchies are taken care of in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the, the effects of uh, the cannabis. Uh, you know what, I'll be honest with you, the, the, the reception has been warm. Uh, and again, we're, we're ecstatic to be in this plaza. Yeah, it could be, it could, you could create your own sitcom. Yeah, literally. Just based on your neighbors in the plaza. I'm actually, yeah. in my head, I'm writing it now. It's pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> good. Um, looking ahead, I mean, because, I mean, you started obviously getting a cannabis retailer off the ground in Ontario is a massive lift anytime, including now. Um, now just adds an incredible layer on top of that. I mean, you must be excited to get to sort of business as normal whenever that's going to be. But what's most exciting about sort of the future and when you know there's sort of an in-store environment that people can sort of think about and acknowledge that it is safe, but also we wanna go into stores and see product and, and talk to people. Like what are you most excited about when that date happens, whether that is you know, July, August, September, when people really start feeling comfortable about doing that. What are you most so, excited about to show? So I think, I think what I'm most excited about, to be honest with you, is, is actually bringing the people back in the store specifically, right? Um, and when I say the people, I'm, I'm referring to both, both my team members as well as the customers. Um, uh, you know, and again, I've been to pretty much all of the, the, the retailers uh, in the GTA. Uh, and one of the things that I'm specifically proud of is the, the fact that my, uh, my, my team or my bud tenders are extremely experienced. Uh, or sorry, extensively experienced um, and extremely, extremely welcoming to the guests. Uh, and to actually watch that interaction and the, the overall education process uh, is, is what I'm looking forward to. Um, this whole COVID, uh, COVID pandemic uh, pretty, re really put, a, a, I guess, a, a stop to the momentum that we had uh, in terms of you know, our community outreach, uh, as well as, again, uh, educating the customers and helping put an egg and then to the, the overall stigma um, in Canada or Ontario specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, I think uh, with my team and bringing the team back in here, we are well equipped uh, in terms of, uh, again, boosting awareness in the, in the community uh, and as well as um, communicating the benefits uh, of the cannabis uh, yeah. plant itself. So. Yeah. And I mean, I love, love the location, love the thought about the placement and, and it's, it's just a, it's an unbelievable time to be a cannabis retailer, a retailer overall, a cannabis retailer that just opened up and sort of entering this new wave of how people can, can buy and can buy cannabis is, is just so challenging. So kudos to you guys for keeping, keeping, keeping the smiles on your face and, yeah. and, 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 and uh, being able to, to pivot in real time and then plan for the future, which is hopefully much more normal state. But, you know, you don't have you don't have to hear it from me, but people always go to Best Buy. People always go to the LCBO. People love sushi, and then they yeah. also love going to Jenny Craig or or Weight Watchers. <laughs> like I, 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 these things are sort of super stable neighbors, and yeah. really obviously in a, in a super busy plaza. So so kudos to you guys for all those things. I was gonna say, you know, in, in addition to the you know in in addition to you know back to business uh, in terms of normalization, uh, the other thing that I am looking forward to is the um, the expansion of our of our chain as well, right? So we've already got. Uh, three stores that are in the queue right now, just waiting for their final RSA from uh, from the AGCO. 
Uh, and at that point, we'll be ready to open our doors, um, you know, should we get the final green light from them. So really, um, you know, what's what's exciting for Shiny Bud right now is that, uh, you know, we're, we're increasing our footprint and building our brand. Uh, and again, hopefully, uh, you know, if all goes well, uh, we'll have uh, almost uh, double the, the amount of stores uh, by the end of the uh, by the end of the year. So amazing. Where, where are the yeah. next sort of rollout of locations? So the next stores uh, that are up for opening at this point that are just uh, just waiting at this stage uh, are in Hawkesbury, Ontario, uh, Windsor, uh, as well as Cornwall. So we've got three that are ready to go. And then we've got a few more that are in the pipeline right now that we're just waiting to secure properties on as well. So. Love Cornwall right over the border. Yeah, literally. It's good. Yep. It's good. The border, the border agents will be, will be, will be ch- watching those cars closely. <laughs> yep. That's for sure. All right. Hey, thanks so much. Good luck down the road. We'll connect with you. That's awesome. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate the time. You got it. Cheers.